Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Rissa of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Hey, greetings, everybody, and welcome to a championship weekend episode of The Staredown. I am Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, joined by my usual partners, Bill Brisser in St. Petersburg, Florida, and Todd Meininger in Cumming, Georgia. Good evening, boys. How are you, Bill? Doing good. Uh, beautiful day down here in the, uh, on the Gulf Coast. It, it was 75, 76 degrees. The golf was fun. I played okay, and, and uh, now we're uh, settling in for the second game as we record this <laughs> in the 35-minute uh, intermission between the two games. Yeah, and actually we're, we're kind of recording early tonight. Normally we'd wait till the second game so we have something to talk about. Uh, we'll do a little pr- prognostication perhaps of the second game. Uh, so th- for those of you listening to us uh, on iTunes or Overcast or whatever, podcast listener you listen to uh, both Bill and I are flying out early tomorrow morning uh, heading over to New York City which we'll recap at the end of the show um, so we we kind of uh, played a played a dealer's card and so let's let's record early tonight instead of late so uh, Todd how you doing bud hey I'm doing great Sean uh, finally warmed up a little here in Atlanta so it was actually a beautiful day out um, ironically I, I play in a tennis team I wasn't playing today uh, but uh, the match is indoors today, and the last two weeks have been brutal. 30 <laughs> degrees and it's been outdoors, and it's, we were all kind of laughing, like, wow, why is this match indoors? So, anyway, great weekend. Uh, everything's good, Sean. Thanks. Well, let's, let's kind of recap what we just saw, and then we'll, we'll kind of get into the second game that we're going to watch in a little bit. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars had the lead for the first 46 and a half minutes of the game, uh, and then the GOAT, Tom Brady, uh, brings down the – Patriots and they punch it in for a touchdown to take the lead. Uh, they end up winning it 24-20 after holding the Jags on downs uh, and then running the clock out. Um, we we saw a pretty pretty good Jacksonville game plan. They just could not continue in the second half. We saw some adjustments made by Belichick uh, to put a little more pressure on Bortles, uh, and they certainly, uh, you know, maybe went away from the run and, and really let Brady uh, spread the field. Um, Bill, what was your thoughts on the early game? Was there anything that you saw as the, as the turning point, or, or was it just uh, the better team won? Well, I think ultimately the better team won. Um, obviously, the uh, what was the line, Todd? Uh, seven, was it? Let me oh, check. Okay, so uh, Jags covered. Know, it was more than that, right? It was more yeah. than that. Hold on, I'll check. Yeah. I, mean, I thought it was double digits. Yeah, I thought it was close to double digits. But, you know, I, look, the Jaguars played great, but ultimately they uh, they – didn't didn't um, do the right thing after the Jack fumble. They didn't. They weren't able to get those key first downs to keep Brady off the field. That's why they were up at the end of the first half. Is they ran a lot more plays than the Patriots. They were able to control the ball, get those key first downs. Uh, the defense for the Jags, you know, really held Brady in check on third down, and that was the difference. But boy, you get to the fourth quarter. It doesn't matter if he's down ten or twelve or thirteen or it doesn't matter. And and I, you know, Todd, you sniffed it out. You felt it coming. You could just see it—the tide turning—and uh, sure enough, Brady does what Brady does. I, th- I think we'll see it in future years with the Jaguars because they got a young nucleus coming back. But especially against a, a Brady-led team and a Belichick coach defense, um, you know, to not put yourself in third and short 
is, is really painful. Yep. Um, especially with a, with a, with an offense like the Jags with Fournette that really gives you a, you know, the, the defense has to plan on a third and three or less is probably going to go to Fournette, um, which gives Bortles a little more chance with his legs and with his passing. Um, and they just could not get into that position. They were, they'd get three on first down they had third and se- or second and seven. They, if they didn't complete the pass, it was now third and seven, obvious passing down blitz play man to man on the outside. Um, and, and Bortles just isn't at the point in his career where he's going to beat you, right? Right. Yep. Todd, what did you see? Hey, uh, it was seven and a half was the, uh, the spread, okay. Bill. Yeah. So we were, we were right in between, right in the middle. Um, you know, gosh, I, you know, being from Atlanta, now for live here for 18 years, I saw it in Super Bowl 51 last year. Um, still painful to think about, but it just goes to two things stood out in my mind. One is Brady hitting uh, – Amendola, third and 18. I think, Bill, you, you were right. It was third and 18. It was a 21-yard completion. That certainly was a huge play. But I've just learned um, the older I get, the longer I live. Good teams play 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. It feels good. It feels good to be up at halftime. It feels good to be up 10 points going into the fourth quarter. Um, I'm sure Georgia felt great being up uh, at halftime, uh, what, 13 nothing. Right. Be- oh. But anyway, good teams play 60 minutes. Um, Tom Brady, obviously, is the greatest of our generation. We can certainly argue the greatest of all time. Um, you know, New England was never out of it. And I hate, I hate that I was right, but I texted you guys saying, you know, New England's going to win. You just, yep. you just had that feeling. Uncle Momentum was starting to swing, right? Yeah. Hey, Sean, I want you to write that down. Good teams play the entire 60 minutes because that is a Carp's Corner just waiting to happen. Yeah. Because. <laughs> right? Right, because good realtors don't don't work nine months a year. So yeah, and they don't wait. You know, they don't they, they don't assume the deal's done just because the contract signed. Right? Home yeah, yeah I, you, I can I can see your wheels spinning. Yeah, and right. you know it's a uh, you know Jacksonville did what they needed to do to win, except execute the plays in the eight, late third and, and fourth quarters. Right? right. They, right. they they you know um, it, it 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 was a penalized hit, but it was a good football play. Bron- Gronkowski gets knocked out of the game with a concussion protocol. Um, on, on the helmet to helmet hit. And once again, I don't think it was a malicious. I don't think it was a dirty play. It was just a football play. Um, but Gronk was clearly uh, off. You know, he was, he was dead man walking when he stood up. I mean, you could tell he was even the way he went to the ground, but um, like, like you guys said, Amendola, Burkhead, uh, some of the guys just, just making the plays when they needed to make the plays. Um, and, and now Brady's got two weeks to rest his hand they go in, obviously, I heard a stat, I was listening on the radio because I had to run uh, to the store at halftime, or I, I was kind of, actually, was bef- as the game was kicking off. Here's the stat of the game. Jacksonville roster, six championship games in, of experience. Oh, my gosh. New England, 106 championship games yeah. of experience. Wow. 106 games more, or 100 games more played by the Pittsburgh, or uh, the New, New England roster. Versus Jacksonville roster, and it just you know now now there's 53 guys or 47 guys for Jacksonville that have playoff experience. Oh, and four of those six games was the punter. So, uh, <laughs> and, and I just I, I tell you you can't you can't underestimate that, right? If if Gonzaga would somehow make it back to the Final Four next year, um, you know they've been there before. All of a sudden, getting to the championship game isn't the goal; it's getting the Super Bowl, right? It's, right. it's like I say in my in my in my leadership class, getting to the Emerald City wasn't the goal; it's to get home. So getting to the Emerald City just got you closer to Oz. Then you have to get the witch, you know, broomstick, and then you get home. So yeah, 
That's always – and, Bill, you heard that in baseball all the time, right? Getting the World Series. You see a lot of teams like the Cardinals very rarely celebrate winning the National League. Right. No, you've got a, a, you've got a brutal series ahead of you, right? That, uh, that's the goal. The goal is not to win the league. The right. goal is to win it all. So, so Todd, so, why, why don't you preview tonight's game? What, what's the line going into tonight's game? What's the over-under? Um, and then I'll, I'll let you kind of give me your, your thoughts on the NFC Championship game being played in Philadelphia's Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, while you're looking that up. So, yeah, the line, I'm, I'm checking out the line real quick. Okay, it's uh, Minnesota minus three, which. Pretty close to what it started at, right? I think, yeah, I think it was about the same. Now, the home team is Philadelphia. Um, I think the unwritten rule is you give the home team three points just for being home. So, in reality, the the, the odds makers are thinking Minnesota is going to take care of business. Um, Minnesota, Philadelphia, I kind of think that Philadelphia kind of spent maybe uh you know Atlanta was a huge win for them they were the underdogs at home they're gonna be the underdogs at home again I know they're using that rally cry I, I know a bunch of fans bought the dog masks that you'll be seeing uh probably uh on tv I'm sure but I think this is Minnesota's games to, to, to win I think they're a, a more complete team unfortunately I think Philadelphia kind of may be the victim of not only injury but peaking a little early right I think they uh I think Minnesota wins. I think three is, is a fair spread. And I think Minnesota is going to have a home, a home Super Bowl game, which is, is rare. Has that, has that happened before? Uh, I'm not Never. Sure. Never happened. Yeah. 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 And that would be interesting. Now, a home team versus the greatest quarterback of all time uh, going for his sixth Super Bowl ring. Um, and, and, you, and you said the greatest quarterback of all time, which he, I, I agree. But think about Belichick's. He gets those guys to buy in. I mean, we oh, talked about last you got the receipt. They plug in receivers. I mean, Amendola is the, the grizzled rock star veteran um, where you'd think he'd just be a, a second or third receiver on, on, on uh, any other team. But I mean, James, James Harrison made some impactful plays at the end. They just, they have a way of finding some old veterans, getting them in and making plays. Again, that's going back to the New England game, but um, boy, Minnesota, that'd be, that'd be a wild story. Now I think Bill, you indicated that, uh, uh, ratings wise is exciting to have Minnesota in the Super Bowl. Uh, sure. <laughs> well, they, they needed the Patriots. Once they get the Patriots in, the NFL is done. They, they're happy. They're, they don't care whether it's the Eagles or the Vikings. I think um, the, the Vikings will be a big story. You know, they've what they've lost four Super Bowls. Uh, you know, the Eagles, yep. yeah, the Eagles don't have a Super Bowl. So either one of those teams, it'll be pretty exciting uh, for the, uh, There'll be a lot of people watching. I mean, Brady's going to pull all the people in anyways. So, sure. Yeah. So what's your, what's your thoughts on, on a game we're about to watch, Bill? I think the Vikings defense is going to take care of the Eagles. I think Nick Foles just isn't anything close to what Carson Wentz was this year. So I think that the, the Vikings defense is studly. I think they're going to have a big game. And then that means that they get to go up against Brady. And he already showed what he could do with the Jags. He, he was able to figure that out. They were shutting down early. And I think we'll see the same thing. And hopefully in the Super Bowl, the Vikings will take care of business. I'm going way out of limb early. <laughs> so, Yeah. So, um, Bill, or Todd, what did you say is the over-under? Because I, I expect tonight's game to be a much lower scoring game than we just saw, even though 24-20 wasn't a wasn't – a, you know, So the first a, game was 46, so under, under was right. Take, just take a guess what the over-under for tonight is, Sean. I'm going to say 33 or something like that. It's, it's 39, which is pretty low. Um, yeah. Anytime it's in the 30s, it's pretty low in the NFL. So 39 with a three and a half point. So they're saying like a, uh, 
what's that a 21 to 17 17 yeah. game yeah. Yeah. yeah i, I have there. i have the uh a, a buddy of mine back in phoenix i played golf with all those years he always throws a, a really random bet at me during he doesn't follow sports real close but he threw a random bet and he says um the over under for both games combined is 85 and a half. You choose what do you want <laughs> for a bet. And I took the under. So I'm I'm kind of in good shape unless things get out of hand tonight. <laughs> you're, you're leading so far, right? Yeah. You're always leading when you take the under for a while. Yeah, right, exactly. The worst part about an under game is it's not over till the game's over. Oh. But an over bet, an over bet you can win in the third quarter, right? right. So True. that's the that's the struggle with the under. And Sean, I think I tweeted both of you guys. I'm uh, I'm rooting for Millie to make the Super Bowl. The uh, the, the Vikings hundred uh, year old fan that they've kind of they've kind of embraced. I love that story. I'm a sucker for those kind of stories. So I'm. Uh, yeah, let's hope that if Minnesota makes it, that Millie makes it the two weeks between. Oh, damn. knock yeah. on wood! Holy cow! Hold on. I'm just I'm just saying what what you know uh, what, what we're thinking. The harsh reality of life, right? All right, uh, guys, let, let's turn it because we're going to make this a quick show. Um, NBA, uh, Cavs kind of struggling. Cavs Ooh. in their last 10, uh, three and seven. Yeah, and got hammered. Oh, right? got by the, just hounded by how, the They gave up 148 points in regulation? 148 yeah. to 124, yeah. yeah. In regulation? That's yeah. the, <laughs> it wasn't double overtime. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, so they are uh, six games back now uh, to a – Boston team, which has lost three in a row, um, kind of coming back to uh, maybe reality. Uh, still, still a very nice record at thirty-four and thirteen. Uh, over on the other side of the of the um, league, uh, Golden State and Houston had a big game last night. Uh, Houston wins that one, uh, beats Golden State, but Golden State still keeps a three and a half point lead. Kind of the usual suspects in the West. You got Golden yeah. State, Houston, San Antonio, uh, kind of as your top three, uh, and then you know, kind of the bottom end of the playoff right now, it would be. Uh, Portland, New Orleans, and, and the Clippers. So, um, is it no uh, is Utah uh, playing some good basketball? Did I? Did I read yeah, Utah's that Utah's a couple games out of uh, they're in kind of the tenth slot right now, Todd. Um, but they are uh, they've won one. They're they're um, four and six in their last, but they're playing decent compared to where they have been. Uh, Lakers kind of still bumping around underneath the playoff line, uh, and up in the East, uh, Milwaukee uh, with the with the the Greek. Uh, Antonopoulos, uh, they're they're holding down the eighth spot, uh, and but Philadelphia looking strong, right? Trust the process. Uh, Joel Embiid and the boys uh, in in the sixth slot right now. So right now, if the if the playoffs happen now, uh, Cleveland would play Philadelphia in the first round. I don't know if you read it or not. You know who's working with the uh, Lakers right now? Um, not in a coaching, but from a a, uh, a mindful uh, position. Our buddy Lavar uh, Ball, and he put it on. Yeah, for nice. a headspace. He did actually working with the, uh, the Lakers. I thought that's that was cool. That's cool. Yeah. So let's uh, – anything else on NBA, guys? Uh, the Hawks are awful. Hawks, Hawks are awful. Are awful. Yes. I am on record probably 10 shows back saying that they'd be in the mix, so I, I apologize for that. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Bill and I both <laughs> forgot. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, no one will beat myself up more than me, so trust Bill, me. Bill, your lightning continue to lead the Atlantic. Barely, boy, they got hammered by the Golden Knights this week here. At, I know, right? here at Amelie Arena, yeah, uh, four to one. They're for real, right? Las Vegas oh. is for real. Man, they're they're play they play the Hurricanes tonight, I think. Um, yeah, they're great goaltending. Yeah, great playing, goaltending. Playing great, but the but the Lightning, a little bit of a down stretch, but you're right, they still lead the uh, East. Yeah, they still lead the East. They still have the most points uh, in the East um, by 
you know, by, by three of the Bruins and by quite a bit on the other side. Uh, in the West, uh, Predators, as we talked about, Predators and Jets are kind of leading the Central. And out West, man, the Golden Knights, they're just a point behind you guys, Bill. Yeah. Uh, that that head-to-head right? was, uh, you know, and once again, it, you may not know it until the, until the Stanley Cup Finals, but because each team only comes East and West once, yeah. Um, you know, if they can, if somehow they can win in T-Mobile Arena over over the Lightning, it, it just puts a little background head thoughts into you can't win in our building, and, and we can win in yours. Right. Um, and any NHL, uh, and NBA for that matter, but NHL probably holds true more than most. It's not a series until you win on the other person's ice. Right. Um, yeah. And, and NHL is famous for eight eight seeds beating one seeds, which almost never happens in in other sports. Right. Yeah. Um, not uncommon for that to happen. And as we speak, the division-leading um, Vegas Golden Knights are up one nothing over Carolina with eight go. minutes to go in the first. Nice. So, yeah. um, but let's talk quickly about college basketball, boys. Uh, our Gators, Todd, had a big win last night. Uh, they lead the SEC. Uh, they, they won at Rupp Arena, which is always kind of the, the house of horrors, not just for the Gators, but for any team in the SEC, really for any team. I think uh, the Wildcats under Calipari had won 57 in a row over unranked wow. teams. Uh, until last night, the last time they lost to an unranked team was to Arkansas in 2014. So, um, been four full seasons. Um, no team, no player on the Gators roster has won at Rupp Arena. Um, as we said before, we went on the air. Scotty Wilbekin and the team that should have gone to the Final Four um, was the last team to win there on Senior Day uh, at Kentucky. But um, Gators with a big two point victory at Rupp. Uh, how about Trey Young out in Oklahoma? Um, and this guy's a this guy's a beast, right? He's a guard, freshman. He sh- he scored forty eight points in the eighty percent of points. Yeah. Now, now he was fourteen of thirty nine shooting, so he's very Russell Westbrook like. Uh, so it's interesting that you got a guy in Oklahoma City and a guy in the suburb of Oklahoma City uh, there in Norman um, hoisting up the shots. But he's leading the the nation in points. I believe he's leading the nation in assists, um, and he's he's a pretty solid all around player. He's uh, you know, he's 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 Russell Westbrook in a younger, smaller body. I mean, he he shoots a, he shoots a lot. He takes the ball to the hole. He can shoot from the outside. He shoots deep from the outside. So he he's not afraid to put the ball up. Um, but he does see the open man when it's the right play. Um, so like I said, he's probably averaging, I'm going to say seven or eight assists a game, and 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 averaging I think 38 or 39 points a game. So kind of kind of impressive. You know, you know what caught my eye in college basketball this week is what Shashevsky's doing with his oh my gosh, recruits. For two. He's got the number one, the number two, and the number three recruits in the nation committed to Duke. Yeah. And Shashevsky just turned 70 years old. So he's, it's like at 70, he's having the best, his best run ever, right? It feels like, you know, as, as, a, as a coach. And we'll see what this team can do. But, man, this uh, Zion Williamson kid they're talking about that he yep. got committed from. He announced last night. Yep. Wow. So that's, he announced last night. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. And I, I think Rhonda, my wife, who's a Kentucky grad, uh, I think Duke and North Carolina, or Duke and Kentucky, open the season against each other next year. Wow! So it'll be really an interesting time to see with Wildcats no. struggling. Um, they have now lost two in a row against the Gamecocks and the Gators. Uh, they are, I think, in fifth place in the SEC right now. Uh, still half a season to go, so let's not get ahead of ourselves. But their wow. their highlighted star-studded freshman team really has no stars that are destined to go to the NBA next year, um, which is really the first time in years that Calipari's had, you know, a, a team that there's not two to three to six right. NBA <laughs> blocks. 
So let's look at these guys that are studs coming back next year to play against what Shashevsky's bringing in. Um, could, could be interesting, right? It'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be fun. We fought some really good Florida teams, and they've lost the Rupp Arena. So any Mitt Rupp is, is – Oh, my gosh, yeah. Uh, yeah, any, no doubt about it. Bill, you were going to say something. Yeah, and so I'm just going to give you the, uh, the, the, my typical West Coast update with uh, Arizona <laughs> leading the Pac-12. So after Arizona State started 12-0, they went into league play. They're 3-4 in, in uh, Pac-12 league play. Yeah. Like seventh place, um, you know, still ranked in the top 20. And we'll see if those that, that young team with those guards can get it kind of figured out and have some fun, uh, make a run for the uh, Pac-12 title. Should be good. Hey, let me give a shout-out to my local team, uh, the Buckeyes. I don't follow the Buckeyes a lot, but Chris Holtman uh, replaced um, Thad Mata as their head coach, came over from Butler, uh, as did Mata, uh, what, 14 years before him. But uh, they've yet to lose in the Big Ten. They are leading the Big Ten. They are uh, – playing very good basketball right now. They had a big win against Minnesota. They beat Michigan State. They've won at Wisconsin. They've won at Iowa. Um, this team, I don't want to say they're for real, but they are gonna, you're going to start seeing them uh, get a little more attention on the road, um, a little more pressure on themselves at home. But you, it's kind of neat when you go to the, uh, the um, shot and scene center. And, you know, it's always neat to go to a, a home basketball game where the crowd's into it and, and the, you know, the upper bowl's full. Um, so just watch the Buckeyes and see if they can do anything – uh, coming up, um, I think I think Purdue's kind of the class of the Big Ten right now. Um, but we'll see if the Buckeyes can, can make any noise in the second half of the season. Cool. Um, hey, really quick, guys, in the, in the PGA, I believe next week we have uh, uh, Farmers. Is that right? Or no, they're still they're – Yes. It's, yeah, they're finishing up in the desert. They'll get down to San Diego. Tigers back. So farmers, and then they go back to the desert for the, before the Super Bowl, right? Because waste management is usually the – Correct. Same week. And then, yeah. then from there, uh, yeah. So there's nothing in Tucson this week. The match plays doesn't come up this week. No, I, don't th- I think it's after that. Okay, that's yeah. what I think. Yeah. So they go to Farmers yeah. next week, and Tiger will, will make his debut. He'll come back. Then Waste Management. Yep. Right? Yep. So right now, John Rahm is holding a one-stroke lead uh, in the Career Builder Challenge out in La Quinta. Um, and he's, he's played well all week, but he is uh, one stroke up over uh, uh, Adam Landry. Um, and then a couple strokes back is uh, John Huh and uh, Jason Kokrak. Yeah. Um, so, and then as well as Adam Had when it looks like, and Marcus Pillar. So um, we're starting to get into some golf season, obviously now with uh, the weather breaking. And uh, anytime you start seeing a few more Masters commercials, um, it's always a, 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 nice, a nice time. And, and I've mentioned this before. If, if the two of you want to get into a really fun golf league, let me know. It starts, it starts with the waste management because it's kind of run out of Phoenix. Okay. A lot of nice. fun. It runs for the whole season. So oh, it's fun. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And then we'll uh, go ahead, I got to talk Australian Open really quick. Yeah, I want to talk Australian Open. And I want to give Todd a chance to talk a little, a little soccer. Yeah. Update, so. yeah so we, uh, we had a big, big matchup that was the other night, right? Oh, so Lauren Davis is this five foot one, five foot two. I mean, she's tiny compared to what, you know, most women players kind of get to the six foot range pretty easy, but she went up against uh, Simona Halep, who's the number one ranked player in the world, number one seed and uh, took her to three sets. And the, the last set took two hours and 22 minutes. And the, the, uh, the final set score was 15, 13 Halep prevails and wow. uh, moves on. But this Lauren Davis is fun to watch. Um, we saw her, you know, play in the U.S. Open, another, you know, really gritty performer, a uh, lot of fun. So I'm going to just throw that name out there for someone to watch in the future. Uh, and then everybody else is kind of moving along. I didn't – no real big upsets, I don't think. 
no real big upsets. I know Nadal had a really uh, uh, kind of a tough four setter, so it shows he's healthy and ready to go. So we'll see if Rafa can can kind of keep going. And Federer's advanced, and so so is Djokovic. So it's uh, we got everybody in there playing well on the men's side. So Todd, what tell us what's going on in the EPL? Not not many changes this uh, week, Sean. Manchester City still uh, running away with it. Um, again, the relegation uh, battle uh, is is always interesting. So. Um, Again, just it was a nice week, but, but no rumors or shakers really this week in the EPL. Right. Good. Well, guys, let, let, let's uh, let's hit the eject button. Let's get out and watch the uh, NFC Championship game. Let's see who's going to meet the Patriots in the Super Bowl. We're going to have two weeks to uh, kind of charter that one out. Maybe we'll do a little early show that on Super Bowl Sunday uh, to uh, to set our our picks. Um, Todd, what do you got going on this week? Middle of finishing up January 2018. Already one twelfth of the way done almost. What's, what's on your schedule? Man, time flies, Sean. Um, just interesting. Last week had a, had a sales meeting, participated in the sales meeting. And just to let you know, I'm responsible for $15 million in sales, and our group is responsible for $90 million in sales. Mm. So it's really interesting when you, when, when you put a number to something, how it refocuses uh, what needs to be done. So, um, Every hinge makes a difference, right? Every hinge, every doorknob, every every uh, anchor, right? Uh, doors and hardware, sir. Everything counts. So <laughs> awesome. Looking forward to it, Bill. We had a, a good a good chat on the real estate sessions last week, uh, talking about smart repair credit. Um, enjoyed that conversation. Good. Uh, brought good some is. good insights to to what uh, kind of the myths are and what the do's and don'ts are about right. credit repair. Yeah, um, I thought I thought he he brought it some good energy. Tell me who you got coming up this week before you head off to New York City. Yeah, this week episode one twenty six is uh, Kevin Kaufman. This guy's a huge producer with Keller Williams. He has operations in seven states. He's only been in the business since two thousand eight. <laughs> very smart guy. Uh, you'll I think you'll enjoy his his conversation. He's very he's very blunt and um, has you know his predictions for the future are kind of uh, you know team oriented, I guess, because of, you know, there's a lot of people that kind of think that way. He's one of those, but it's a very good episode and I'm very excited. And the week after that, just to give you a, a little early heads up is going to be a, it's Debbie Kirkland out of uh, Tallahassee. So that'll that's be a lot of fun. Yeah. That's nice. Nice. And Bill, why don't you give a little preview of where, where are you heading off to early tomorrow morning and what are you looking forward to about New York city? So headed to, to New York city to Times square for the uh, 2018 Inman connect New York event. Uh, definitely the event of the year for, for technology um, and, and, and forward thinking about what's happening in our industry. A lot of, you know, like the keynote speaker, Simon Sinek, you know, from what's your why and, and, and that real, the infamous Ted talk he gave that people still talk about. So I'm really looking forward to picking up um, new ways of thinking about things as well as new pieces of information I can bring back to the people here on the Gulf coast, because that's, really important. And, and being a part of the ambassador team with you, Sean, I'm looking forward to helping people. I'm looking forward to really trying to make an experience or a moment for somebody that we keep hearing that from Matthew Shadbolt, who's kind of the, um, our, our boss, I would say <laughs> with him. Yeah. And I would love to, uh, to have a few of those moments where somebody, you know, that maybe was sitting there doing their own thing, didn't really know anybody gets brought into our group. I think they'll have a great time. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, for me, it's a, it's a busy week. As we talked about, I uh, start off tomorrow morning and I, I, I'm on an early flight as well, Bill. Um, but I have a closing that uh, one of my buddies here is going to cover for me. So my first closing of the year, uh, got, uh, you know, obviously the in and connect opportunity is going to be speaking out at uh, George Krause's um, 
let's get with George Krause and, and his group at O'Hara's um, on, on Tuesday night. Bill, I'm looking forward to, to hanging out with you there. Um, just a fun time and, and a word that you like to use, conversations. You know, this, this week is all about conversations, which then turn into relationships, um, which turn into opportunities to solve problems and have fun. So it's going to be a great week. Uh, and then the, the, the year doesn't stop after that. So I look forward to seeing you. Uh, guys, enjoy the NFC game on behalf of Todd in Atlanta and Bill in St. Pete. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio. Thanks for listening to The Stare Down.